Welcome to Straight Like That, the podcast hosted by me, Instagram's favorite half brown boy, Camille Manzor. Uh, this is episode four, I believe. Um, I need to shout out first my, my my sponsor, Rory Love and Company. Here, I got y'all a little candle, a little room spray, based out of New Orleans. Everything's handmade by Ms. Nadia. Um, the candles got a very long burning um, lifetime, up to 55 hours. They smell great, real small, great gift idea for, you know, loved ones. You know, maybe the girl you saw working across the street from you, whatever it may be. Um, go ahead, tap. I'm actually even burning one right now. I love the Black Sea one. Go ahead, make sure your room smell good, make sure everything's smelling good. Um, and at checkout, be sure to use my promo code SLT for 10% off your whole purchase. Um, so today, let's just get straight to it. I have a guest with me, um, met him while I was at GW. Great guy. I always, you know, talk a lot of shit about his accent, but I always love it. Um, without, you know, any further ado, my guy, uh, Christian Lawal, man, thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for taking the time and, you know, talk, talk some shit, talk some shit with me. Uh, thank you, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, just wondering, do those candles ship internationally? They're about to... Hey, they might. Honestly, I don't know about the shipping rates, but hey, listen, I promise you they smell good too, man. There's a lot of flavors. Um, I think it's worth it. I'm not sure about the international sh the shipping. We have to figure that out. <laughs> I do love a candle, to be fair, man. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, thank you, man. I, I do appre appreciate um, you reaching out and having the the honor, the privilege to speak with you today, man. Looking forward yeah, to it. Bro. No doubt. Let's let's get straight to it then, bro. So you are from where? Let 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 everyone know. You know a little bit brief background about you. So I have grown up, and right now I'm living in a small town in the United Kingdom, Tunbridge Wells. Okay. And uh, yeah, so Tunbridge Wells is based in the southeast of England, just about an hour hour shy of hour south of London, rather. Um, and yeah, that's where I've, I've spent the vast majority of my life, apart from the four years over in DC, where I met yourself. And uh, so basically, how um, did you get into to football? Soccer in this country? Soccer, soccer, as you guys know. <laughs> so, um, for me, oh, man, I, I started playing football when I was like probably four or five. Um, it would have been my dad. Like my dad is um really the really the person who got me into a lot of things growing up a lot of sports he himself played football and um you know grew up in london playing and going to watch kind of watch tottenham games and once after having me um yeah from an early age he just got me involved in the sport he was i think one of the coaches for my team pembury fc which is like a little village like five ten minutes from where i am now um and yeah, so I was playing football from a very early age and I just think uh, it just came natural to me. I was just someone who loved, um, you know, being able to express myself on the pitch and to, I guess, showcase my abilities. And yeah, so that was like at a very early age, four or five years old. As time went by, I was for sure one, like the, one of the better players in my team. And mm -hmm. it got to a point whereby my dad, just given the way he, he is, is quite a... You know competitive and ambitious man he was always keen for me to try and push myself to play at a higher level so um it must have been around probably i don't know 10 or 11 years old i moved to a different team slightly higher standard 
um, started playing for my county. A county is basically like a, um, like a state here, but okay. a county is typically, a, you know, they're smaller than, than a state in the US. Okay. Um, so I was representing my county. Um, and yeah, just, it really went from there. And it was, um, yeah, I've been playing, yeah, ever since then, mate, still playing to this day. Right, right, right. So while, um, I guess, growing up, you said, you know, how your dad influenced your, I guess, your competitive level of play. So, you know, he always wanted you to, to play at the highest level. So when making these moves, um, when you were 10, 11, whenever you got onto a new team, did you realize like from the first couple of training sessions that, wow, maybe like I'm already better than what level I'm at right now? Um, you mean, did I, did I think I was better than the level that I was moving into? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I don't think once I you got there, you thought like, you know, okay, like this is too easy. No, I don't think I had that experience, honestly. I think the step up was actually for me, when I look back on it now, I was always a, a child, a kid who was probably a little bit um, introverted and shy. Mm. And so I sometimes found it challenging to step into like a new environment, um, to to step away from an environment where, whereby I was with like lots of my friends from school growing up and where I felt very confident and I was like the like be like the sort of one of the best players in the teams, like a big fish in a small pond sort of thing. Right. Then go into maybe more of the small fish in a big pond sort of sort of vibe, and that for me was definitely a challenge initially, at least. Um, although I was undoubtedly, I was definitely good enough to to play at that level. Um, I think I found it challenging just from like a, from a confidence perspective, at least for a few years, whilst I was still sort of figuring out. Um, I guess. I still like feeling out my teammates, getting comfortable around them. And also I think just like exploring what position I wanted to play in as well at, at that age. Uh, Cause you know, as you go through the, as you're playing when you're younger, you sort of, at least I, in my case, I jumped from position to position. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it took a while to sort of build up confidence, but then later down the line, um, 16, 17, 18, when I start to really um, step into myself a bit more and feel more assured in my ability and feel more confident. Um, and that's when I started to, I think become a, a much better player essentially yeah when so okay so 16 17 that's high school right yeah yeah high school um at that age what happened so 16 17 you then start playing in the uk under 18s football so you're then basically you've got two year groups so like 16 to 18 year olds playing together and i moved to a team called tunbridge angels which was basically just uh, just a different team um and i was playing for their under 18 team but also playing for their reserve team so the reserve team was basically playing men's football. So I was 16 playing about, around, playing with like guys who were in their 20s, 30s. Um, and that was like, you know, naturally a very um, eye-opening experience and, a, yeah. and an experience that causes you to mature and to improve as a player. Um, so yeah, that was when, and that's an, also an age, you know, 16, 17 is an age where a lot of people, a lot of um, kids decide, actually you know i'm gonna go and do other things i don't want to play football anymore so it's sort of like a, a fairly a cutoff point for a lot of people right. but for me it was a point where i was like right i'm gonna go further into this i'm gonna like really try and yeah use these next few years to develop further as a player and to and to really try and improve yeah yeah, yeah. you were playing both reserves and under 18 for your your club in your in your county yeah i was playing under 18s and reserve football for tunbridge angels so it'd be a case of I'd probably have a game on a midweek evening for the under 18 team and then on a weekend on a Saturday for the reserve team. And then I was also playing for Kent, uh, my county as well. And that was always a pretty good 
good standard of football because basically you'd play um, against the other counties nearby, but then also there'd be a national cup. So we end up playing, um, you know, you end up playing against counties, counties from across the whole country. Um, and in, I think maybe in my, maybe in my first year, you play for the, you can play for your county for two years, essentially under 16. Yeah. Maybe even more than that, but under 18 mm. level, you play for two years and in that, Final year, I think we won the national cup final, so we were essentially the best county in the in the country, which was awesome. Oh, um, wow. Obviously, it's not quite. It's basically like the the highest level you can play before playing for an academy, before playing for a professional team. Okay. So if you're if you're good, but you're not quite good enough to play for a, an academy, which was perhaps my level, um, then you play for your county. Um, but then lots of players who have played at county level, I know, who have gone on to play for professional clubs. Um, later in their career so yeah so really okay. good standard of football so what age i guess are you when you join an academy like one of those professional academies oh, mate i can vary can't it? you see kids these days join an academy at like six or seven years old yeah yeah, um, yeah. and then some as late as yeah 17 or 18 sometimes mm. people you know guys even get signed a bit later than that but um yeah i do think that the, the sooner that you can get into an academy and receive the coaching that you're going to typically receive at that academy level then the the better um yeah i was uh never actually picked up but and it would have been a cool experience but at the same time um is that, yeah. is that something that you wanted i think at that age for sure when i was growing up okay. i wanted to to try and you know as every young boy pretty much in in england at least wants to do is to go go on and become a professional footballer so Makes at that age too. i was keen to but i also look look at it now and i just think you know especially given the, the modern mm. landscape of football i mm. feel as though the level of like mental strength and resilience resilience that is required to to be a top level player is so 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 high and i don't know if i yeah. i feel like i could maybe handle it now but me of five six years ago being in that position i would have i think struggled yeah you know? so, no i hear that yeah. so you're playing with these these both these teams you're 16 17 years old i guess now and you know like i guess the academy it's not working out. You're not, you know, getting picked up by anybody or you're not signed to any academy. So was your next thought, okay, I want to play college? Like how how did that become a thing? Because you're not in the States, you're you're over in, in England. How did you know about, you know, what's what's a good school? Like how why did you want to come to the US? Kind of like, you know, talk about that that mm. journey. Yeah, it's tough to when I think back to it where my mind was at. I don't think I was a particularly um particularly conscious like 16, 17 year old, I wasn't really thinking too far ahead. I was just thinking about, let me just play football this mm. week. Let me just enjoy like playing video games and stuff and just do yeah, all this yeah, stuff yeah, you yeah. do as a teenager, right? Um, I was, so I was still playing for my county up until eight, under 18s. I had like national trials as well, because then you can play for England schoolboys, which is basically all the players from all of the county teams get the opportunity to trial to play for England. And then you play against on the Republic of Ireland, Scotland, Wales, all the other nations oh, wow. essentially um and i and i was at a trial like a showcase day for that i think i got to the last 32 or something that didn't quite make the cut um and then after that um really it was a case of uh i think my my dad was the person once again who really made me aware of the possibility of going out to the us mm -hmm. at my high school at the time the the conversation when you get to 17 18 years old is all about going to university there's a lot of pressure right. Go to university, you've got to go and you know 
get a degree in something. I was passing those A levels. Past my levels, I did all right. I was <laughs> I was playing way too much FIFA at the time. That definitely impacted my um, But at that time, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. To be honest with you, like I had a few options of universities in the UK, but I hadn't been to visit any of them. I didn't really want to go. I didn't know what I wanted to study. So it was really a blessing that my dad had the um, the awareness and the yeah, I guess like the just the willingness to go and figure out and to learn about the u.s collegiate <laughs> system and the yeah. opportunities that i might have to go out there and he sort of presented the idea to me and i wasn't like i'm not gonna lie and say that from the mo- from the very moment i heard of the idea i was blown away by it i was a quite i was quite hesitant i didn't really know what i wanted to do i quite like and i recognize this about myself like i quite like having like stability and security and certainty right but for me to then to move like a few thousand miles away and move abroad was like a that's a big big idea like a big, and be by yourself basically yeah, too yeah precisely so um he made me aware of it went along to like a little showcase day essentially or no first of all it was like an assessment day is what they called it um at this company called pass for soccer and essentially what they did what they did is they had like a um a couple of teams of young guys who want to go out to the u.s you play a game of football off the back of that, they give you an idea as to maybe what you could expect, what sort of offers you can expect, where you can maybe hope to go, right? Are these coaches that are at this uh, event? Are just people who have, um, guys who who ran the company, passed for soccer, and they'd been out to the US themselves, I think, for college. And they then helped, their company was about helping people from the UK or from okay. other countries get out to the US and play college soccer. Um, okay. After that initial assessment day, there was then another day, like a showcase day in which, again, you just play a game of football with a bunch of guys and the US coaches would come over and watch you play. And if you played well, then they'd speak to you afterwards and they'd give you an offer potentially. And and it really went like that. And, you know, I, I played well enough at that showcase day to have a, a handful of offers on the table. Um, uh, I was lucky in that, yeah, my... My parents, they sort of helped me through the process and they um, helped me make a decision ultimately. And it, it was always a combination between a place that offered a decent academic package, essentially, and ensure mm-hmm. that I was going to be, you know, getting a decent, uh, yeah, decent education off the back of it, as well mm-hmm. as the financial side of thing and things and as well as the, um, the, the football side of things and just the general sort of like the care side of things. So obviously for a parent, I'm sure it's tough to like, send your your child um, to a new country a new country and just yeah. trust they're going to be okay so you want to make sure i'm sure as a parent that the place that you're sending your child to is like they they look after you and right gw the the athletic program over there they take incredibly good care of you so i was like it was definitely um a really strong really strong move really strong choice yeah yeah so i mean if you're if you're allowed to i guess uh what offers like what what, what are the schools were um trying yeah. to get get christian lowell on the team let me think. I I think I had offers from Hofstra, is that in New York? Okay. New York, yeah. Uh, I had. Uh, was it? I think I think it was Santa Barbara, in in Cali, but they didn't offer any money or enough money. Ah, damn! So, <laughs> if they had offered the money, man, life would have been different. As well as yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are the, are the main two that come to mind. I can't okay. think of any off the top of my head right now. Um, but there was like, I maybe had like five or six. Um, and it was funny, yeah, like okay. just talking to the coaches and you can get a sense of some of them who just like, 
I'll be honest, I don't think they really have had much of a clue when it came to football and they're just talking nonsense. But um yeah. <laughs> but it was a yeah, a really interesting experience. Um and yeah, I spoke with uh a guy called Danny who was at GW at the time. He was never actually okay. there when I by the time I joined, he'd already moved on and gone to a different school. But this is a former player, you mean? He, no, he was a I think he was the, the assistant coach at the time. I think okay. it was Danny Danny Irisery or something. Mm. And um, he was a really honest guy, seemed authentic and knew his shit and just made it clear that they really wanted me there. So, mm. yeah, it was a really good fit, I think. So did you visit these schools or did you kind of like decide everything from home? And then um, your first time to GW was literally the move-in. So the only school that I visited was GW. And I visited okay. GW... Um, Probably like, uh, I want to say like the winter before I went out there for yeah the following year for to start so in 2014. So I yeah. went out there maybe like 2013, like October or November time. Had like, um, it's been like a week there maybe, um, explored DC, got to, got to meet some of the guys who are on the team. Um, got taken on like a night out, but I was being mad, like <laughs> antisocial. I think I was going for a breakup at the time and I was, as we were talking about earlier, and I was just like not in the mood to go out. <laughs> so I probably came across like the most boring, boring kid ever. Oh um, man, bro. But hey, And at that bro, time too, didn't, didn't nothing was the same come out or something like that? So you were already <laughs> in your feelings, bro. That I think I just help. started listening to Take Care like only a few months prior to that. I went with <laughs> early. So like, yeah, I was still listening to like Open My Dead Body and all stuff like that. No, okay. Hey. But, um, yeah, so it was, but that was really cool. When I look back on it now, it's crazy. At the time, I actually found it quite tough to make a decision. In hindsight, I'm like, mm -hmm. man, there was no decision to make. It was so easy. Really? Luckily, yeah, like I had options at different universities in the UK, but I wouldn't want to go to any of those universities in reality. Mm -hmm. um, and off the back, like looking back at the experience that I had the four years I spent out in DC and right. GW, man, no brainer. I'm so yeah. glad that. Came to my came to my senses and made the right decision. <laughs> hey, you were a little sad boy in the club, bro. But at least you know you were enjoying the the city. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, you get to GW, and um, yeah. how I guess we can we can talk about your four years collegiately. So, you're coming in at what position? What position is are you playing? I was a defender. I'd, I'd always in like the, actually it varied. So, like I was saying, I played for the under 18s, played for the mm -hmm. reserve team, and played for Kent. Mm -hmm. my county for kent i played at right back okay for the under 18s team i played center mid which Actually, one the six the 10 where were you playing at i was like a box to box really okay, yeah, okay. A little box to box. sometimes in a in like a little holding role but mostly box to box and then even for school for my school team i was playing in the 10 or out wide so you're literally playing right. everywhere and then <laughs> for the reserve team for the Tunbridge Angels reserves. I was playing center back. I was playing in a back three as a center back. So I literally played pretty much every damn position. But I went out wow. there. I went out to the U to the US, and I was like, I'm a right back. I want to play right back, maybe right mid or maybe center back. But probably right back was the position that I felt most confident and most comfortable. You were comfortable. Were you the right back kind of you know hitting them overlap runs, trying to get all, active all day? Yeah, all day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, this you—you you the second, you the second right back we had on the podcast, man. My very first one, Kendall Shield, right back. 
Yeah, every yeah, fullback bro. is like a, a failed winger or a failed centre back, essentially. That, yeah, that's 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 what yeah. they say. Because <laughs> that's the reality of it. But not to be fair, though, these days, like fullbacks are actually some of the most like influential players in the pitch. Very techy, so, bro. Very yeah, techy. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I went out there as a fullback, and then um, because we had Toby Toby Adewale, and he mm. was playing right back, and he's a very very strong player, very good player. Didn't really need me to play right back, so mm. I got played as a right midfielder, which I wasn't, I think I definitely had the ability to play there. But when you're stepping into a new team, into a new country, and you're trying to get comfortable and feel confident, <clears throat> I, it was a position that I was sort of learning how to play. And it didn't, I just didn't feel confident, didn't feel natural for mm. the first few months while I was out there. Um, mm. Later in the year, that freshman year, we were really struggling to score goals and just struggling to have any sort of like presence up top. So then I I don't know how it happened, but I ended up playing up front. I think I scored a couple of goals. So then I became a striker for a couple of seasons. And I played up front wow. as a kid. As a kid, I was a striker. When I was like, you know, I don't know, five to 12, 13, I played as a striker. And mm-hmm. then gradually worked my way down the pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, that, that first freshman year was like my resurgence as a, as a striker. <laughs> it, was, um, it was great. I enjoyed it. So they found they found out you know you could play you could play up top and they let you you know be there for how many seasons? I played up top for that freshman year, so the tail end of the freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, and and then senior year. I spoke to to our coach, our head coach um, Jonesy, and I was like, look, you know, I think given that we've got some some players who are coming in as well, who are attacking players who are really good, talented young guys. And even though it was my last year, I was like, look, I want to play in the position that I feel like I'm able to contribute to the team most effectively in. And that I think is my strongest position. And at that time, it was centre-back. Um, and that's like where at the position I play today. And I think the reality is like, I'm a player who, I've, I'd i say I'm like a fairly um, intelligent player on the pitch. So I can play like a number of different positions mm-hmm. um, because I have like pretty <laughs> decent awareness Right. and athletic ability that allows me to play in different positions but in that that last year when I played center back that was the year where I really just felt so so confident and assured in myself and I think I played my best football um during my college years was in that was yeah in that you got year. you got the center back build man you're like what six foot two got some strength to you little light skin that's what you need at center back, bro. <laughs> Pretty much. Look at like Saliva these days. Right, the bro. Oh, and man. <laughs> and how, um, I guess, how'd you fare playing center back there? You saying you, that was, you were very confident. What was like, you know, yeah. your confidence level compared to playing striker the first couple of years? Um, so the first couple of years of playing a striker, well, first of all, it was like, it was almost like a fearlessness when I first started playing mm-hmm. up front. And um, once I got a bit of confidence and a bit of momentum going, I just, yeah, I just run myself into the ground. Um, and there was such a good energy within the team during my sophomore um, sophomore and junior years. And we did so well as a team. Um, I think we won the A10 mm-hmm. um, conference in, in my sophomore year. And a large part of that was like myself and, and Kobe playing in the 10. We would just like, just work rate absolute work great <laughs> um hey man. kobe it, kobe's a player that's a player. player as well by the way yeah but um so it took me a little while to i think become more and more confident in that position but um over the years i just 
just through training, playing football every day. And that was the first time going to college was the first time where I was training every single day. Mm-hmm. And if you train every single day, provided you train with like the right intensity and the right mindset, you get better as a player. And I got so much better as a player, um, both like mentally and physically and technically, like, yeah, just improved so much. And by the time I'd, the time I got to that fourth year, I think given that I just, I knew college football fairly well, or at least the A10 conference, I knew myself as a player, I knew my strengths, my limitations. In, and I was also, I was one of the captains on the team and I just felt very confident and assured in myself socially as well. I just think that was a time where I was able to like really express myself most, yeah, just to the to the best of my ability on the pitch was during that, during that fourth and final year. <laughs> Man, I have I have a funny story about the captaincy stuff, right? So when you and you and Chef got nominated, right? That was going mm. that was the end of your junior year going into your senior year, I believe. Yeah. Um he and I didn't I didn't know you that well at the time. Um he told me he, he like come over to my, my my room and he's like, you know, we're celebrating that he got captaincy and everything. And I'm like, oh, like how many y'all got? He goes, Oh, two. Oh, who's the other one? And he's like, oh, it's Chris Lawal. I'm like, show me who this is again. He shows me. And I'm like, bro, they're putting two light skins as captains. You know how dangerous that is for society, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying that, man. And I couldn't believe it. But, hey, that's it was awesome, though. That's awesome. Because I, I remember even watching games your senior year. Um, and you were talking. Like, not like not talking shit to other people, like on opponents, like like game manager. Mm. and i mean I, I was like all right that's a captain i don't know you like that yeah chris but that's a captain for sure bro yeah it was i really enjoyed that i like um i do think like i'm not the sort of leader to be like screaming at people like my right, approach right. towards like being a being a leader or to lead people is to always like treat people fairly and with like compassion and empathy and i think that I think the majority of the people, because I, I, I think that the way in which the team captaincy was chosen was just like a vote amongst the mm-hmm. players. So I think people would have just chosen me to be captain because I was like just pretty straight up and pretty fair and yeah, like dig people out or like have a go at mm-hmm. people. I'd just I'd hold like high standards, but also just treat everybody with respect and with empathy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that was, nah. yeah, that was a nice, a nice, a good year, good season for sure. Did you uh, get any accolades that year? Yeah. Any recognitions? I, I, I think I got, I don't know, I can't remember. I think I got like all conference mm. second team or the, I honestly can't remember. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did, did, yeah, I, did, yeah, I, did, yeah. I, did I dig them out? Can you read them off to me? <laughs> no, I have, I have no idea. You haven't, I, 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 you haven't you done your homework? <laughs> I, I think I got in the conference. I've maybe got in the other conference first or second team. Um, yeah. Might have got in the conference team of the year. And what I do remember, and someone told me this, like sort of after the fact, I was on like the MLS draft list, but only like a certain number of players get chosen to actually get like t- get to go to the draft. But I was like on the list of players who could have been selected to. to wow! Go and you didn't told- even know that. No one told you that. No, they told me like after the fact. So yeah, I didn't, didn't like get my hopes up and then get disappointed, but it's like, yeah, interesting. That's still an honor though. Cause I mean, how many people from A-10 really even get drafted or even go, you know. It's a, a handful really. And yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah it would have been cool if I could have had that experience to go along. And yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's a great segue though, because I mean, really we're kind of now at this point, you're done collegiately. Any thoughts playing professional? Um, I think by that point, 
in my life I was wasn't really wasn't really considering it so I would have been 21 I guess at the time mm-hmm. graduating um and I was really just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life outside of football if I'm being real so okay. I moved back to the UK um again coincided with a breakup in that in that period mm. um, man full light skin I love it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I moved back to the UK because I was like, you know what? I don't know what I want to do next. And to stay out in the US, I have to get a visa. I have to be working for someone. And I don't want to pin myself into a situation that I don't want to be in. So I moved yeah. back home. And I I don't know if I immediately started playing, but I started playing eventually for just teams around here at a decent level. Um, I was just trying to enjoy it more than anything. That was the main focus for me, was just to make sure I enjoy playing football. And today, that is the most important thing when it comes to to playing. I'm like, if, if I enjoy it, that's all that really matters, you know? Right. It's great to be ambitious and to want to play at the highest level and to push yourself and to challenge yourself. But if you're doing that at the expense of enjoying yourself, then it's like, what are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. No, you're right. So I guess um, you never were like approached by maybe any coaches or anyone, a mentor or whatever, being like, you know, maybe you, you should pursue getting a trial somewhere playing somewhere i mean you have the you know the citizenship over in england maybe playing out there yeah and i've I've definitely had people tell me oh you can go and play at a high level you should be playing all that sort of stuff um but for me yeah like i said at that stage of my life just graduating i was very much conscious of the fact that i that football wasn't going to be the like my career yeah yeah yeah. um and that i should look elsewhere and also I was at a point in my life where I actually didn't want football to be my career and I'm at a point in my life where I don't want football to be my career I enjoy playing football but I feel like there's so much to life to explore that if I was to just sort of like pigeonhole myself just put myself just in that narrow box of football it Mm. would be like doing myself a bit of a disservice because there's so many things that I also enjoy spending time doing and enjoy learning about Mm. um so yeah i came back and i started playing played for a team called who did i play for first um i think crowbra it was like a team like 20 30 minutes away from where i'm at then i had a good season there got signed for tunbridge wells the the uh the town in which i live um Mm. and really we're talking about football at like the Obviously, in, in England, we have so many divisions. You know, That's, yeah, I was about to ask that, actually. Like, So what division is yeah. all this, you know, in? So for anyone who knows, who knows football, you've got in England, the Premier League, Championship, mm-hmm. League One, League Two. Those are the mm-hmm. four top professional divisions. Nowadays, you've then also got the conference, or it's also called maybe the Vanarama National League these days, um, which is also professional. And then off that Vanarama National League, you've then got two more little divide so it goes Vanarama South and Vanarama North and those teams are also typically at a professional level um the league that I was in and I am in now is like uh, maybe like two leagues below that North or South so we're talking maybe like the eighth division or something like that Mm. but there's a lot of really good players and a lot of players get paid a lot of money and that even at this level which is like ridiculous but it's how it goes so are you are you getting paid for for this yeah, I'm technically like a semi-professional footballer at this point, although I haven't played for a little while due to injury. But right. yeah, I get paid. There's players in my team who get paid more than me for sure. Um, there's players at my level who get paid a lot more than me for sure. 
But um, mm. yeah, it's a good standard right now. We're in what's called, so I play for Chatham Town. Um, so I moved from Tunbridge Wells to Chatham um, maybe in 2020. And we're in the what's called the Isthmian North, no, Isthmian South Division, sorry. So we're maybe, yeah, we're two divisions off the Vanarama South, essentially. Okay. So, yeah, and we're gradually, gradually climbing up there. Yeah, so I was about to ask, so is that your goal, basically? You want to, like, keep moving up? Personally, I am, like, at a place right now, at a club where I feel, like, pretty settled and mm-hmm. happy. And my main objective right now is to get back playing, to get injury-free, yeah. to get back playing, get back enjoying it. Because I've, I've been injured for, like, the last um nearly the last year now right so it's a bit of like a chronic injury um osteitis pubis is the name of the injury for anyone who wants to look it up basically it's like um inflammation of the bone tissue in and around your pubic region as a result of muscles leading into that area so your adductors hamstring muscles pulling on that bone tissue creating a little bit of inflammation which leads to pain and um, and also sorts of like this dysfunction essentially and it's a result of like faulty movement patterns so it, it's like a an, an injury that has been exacerbated over, over time, time. Mm-hmm. it's not like i had a, an instant or a, a single a single event that caused that pain um it's happened and built up over time but mm-hmm. so it's been like a long-term injury for me and there's been moments where i have fell into a victim mindset where i've completely felt like like what's the point like lethargic and just Mm. really struggled i'd say psychologically more than than physically you know so it's uh you know i don't speak on on that matter on that subject as though i'm someone who's like on the other side of it who Mm. doesn't ever fall into that um into that mind state i'd say you know 80 90 percent of the time in my life i am very grateful and I do view everything that happens as like a as an opportunity but mm. there's of course moments as well where I slip into a into a victim mindset and these days I just the amount of time I spend in that mind state is definitely lessened yeah. as I become more self-aware and just more mature and yeah. yeah more in touch with myself yeah yeah yeah. no I mean it's just human nature to, to fall into fall into that kind of victim mindset but yeah as you said like as you get older you know it lowers yeah. so football football has taught me that you know football has taught me it's another beautiful game bro teaches you a lot yeah life is a lot precisely as a club the club's ambition is yeah to get promoted we got promoted last season the club is very much on like an upward trajectory we get probably it varies but so anywhere between like 500 to 1200 fans each game um the the club's whole infrastructure has been really well set up it's like well the the, all the facilities and everything we have is goes well beyond the average club at our level like most of the teams we go to don't have facilities anywhere near the level of what we have so as a club chatham's very very ambitious and it's cool to be a part of that ideally we get back playing and be regularly enjoying it but in the meantime it's like just still being a part of it and supporting the team and and uh, helping the team to to progress. That's the yeah. So are you? Um, I guess since you're injured, are you getting treatment. Like, do they have like a treatment facility, or is you kind of on your own doing it? We do have a full time physio there, but ultimately, there's only so much that um, a physio can do with regards to my mm-hmm. injury, or at least a physio without a real understanding of like the mechanisms of the injury that I'm dealing with. So I've been working with a physio online. He's based in Australia, um, just to 
really just try and work out and get to yeah. the very root of the injury and the cause and the causal factors. And it's been quite useful just to, just for like giving me an awareness of the things that I need to be doing, um, mm. which is really just like realigning my body and restructuring and rebuilding my movement yeah. patterns. Um, and it also helps just like from accountability perspective to have someone there, you know, who you can um, ask questions and, and just get some feedback from. Um, so yeah, I'm at a phase right now where I'm gradually building up the intensity of my, of my rehab and of my, my recovery. Um, mm -hmm. I'm back like doing little, but just like the little bits of training sessions. So yesterday we had training last night and I went and did the first 20 minutes and did a bit of like straight line running afterwards. So yeah, I'm trying my best to get back ASAP. It's been a long time. Um, yeah. Is yeah. there a timeline? Is there like a, like a date that you're, you're looking to get no, back on I've actually i've actually got an mri scan on monday which will just further confirm um the diagnosis and hopefully give just a little bit more clarity on it all um in my mind i'm not too sure i don't, I don't like to put a timeline on it because it's it ultimately puts pressure on mm -hmm. the on the situation i'm just right. trying to go based off how i feel um and just keep on moving forward day by day that's the yeah that's the plan man yeah hey listen we we, we wish you a speedy recovery Thank you. Are you, uh, you playing a center back on that team? Yeah. So when I first yeah. joined, we had a manager, the manager who's now currently the manager at Swindon Town, who I think are in League Two or League One. And crazy guy, absolutely crazy guy. But when I first signed, he had the team set up to play a back three. And he was by far the most tactically meticulous and aware coach that I've ever worked with. Mm. It was incredible because as a team, we were so well drilled, so well coached. You, when you got the ball as a player, you knew exactly what options you had available to you. You knew what passes you were expect to made. It was almost like you were just like, it became robotic. It became second nature. You just mm -hmm. knew where you had to be on the pitch in every moment, in every phase, the passes you should be making. But if you didn't do what he had outlined, he would let you know. He yeah. would scream at you. So, <laughs> It was a dichotomy of like being really, really well coached, which helped me to improve as a player massively. And it helped the team to, to, to like just play, um, play excellent football and just to be really, really successful. But it was also, I was torn between the enjoyment and the satisfaction of that and playing at a high level and being really well coached, but also playing for a manager who was highly demanding and yeah. put a lot of pressure on you as an individual. And personally, I don't respond too well to being screamed at when I make a mistake. You know, like I was saying earlier, I like to treat people with empathy and compassion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can really align with, with who I am as an individual. So it was challenging. Yeah. Um, so you were playing a back three, which three were you, the center? It would vary. I'd play on either the right or the left, typically. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a right footed, but I can use my left. That's yeah, you know. three stars, three star weak foot? i go four. Four? <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. It's all it relative. is. It, it is all like relative. Like Min Son. No, I don't have a four. <laughs> but compared to players at my level, I'd say I've got a four star week. But okay, I hear that. I hear that confidence, man. But all right, you know, what? let's ask. Let's ask some questions uh, to get to know you, just kind of as a person. Um, mm. Aside from, aside from the game and like what you're doing right now. All right, off the jump, favorite artist all time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to answer that. Hey, all right. So how about this? And give me give me your top three favorite songs all time. Wow. Okay. Um 
I'd say for me with Drake, it always ends up being the songs that are a little bit more depthy, more lyrical. Okay, know? okay. I appreciate the like the the bangers and all that, but I yeah, like yeah, yeah. Do Not Disturb comes to mind. Bar Western, after bar. Yeah, bar after bar. Western Road Flows. Be- well, hitting them. Um, no. Give me a third one. That's two immaculate tunes, bro. I need a third one. I might mix it up. I must, uh, not, not even actually. Nah, Jungle. You know, you know music, bro. Jungle is top, top five all time, bro. All time, bro. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. All right. Next. Um, grime or rap? Rap. Oh, my voice went. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've had a real tight, tight throat today. I've been trying to massage these throat muscles in preparation for this, for this, uh, for this, for this interview. And here we are. Big moment comes about, and I, and I bottle it. <laughs> Rap. I, to be honest with you, like, um, yeah, grime doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rap. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite player growing up and then current favorite player right now? <clears throat> growing up, um, I mean, different phases of my life. I had different favorite players. When I was young, it was like Aaron Lennon. Aaron wow. Lennon, Jermaine Defoe. Okay. I'm a Spurs fan, obviously. So <laughs> then later down the line, it was like Gareth Bale. And then mm. obviously, like I outlined to you, Moussa Dembele. But if right. we're talking about players right now and if I, had to, if I had to pick one from all of those probably probably gareth bale um oh, or no dembele maybe i don't know tough so it's impossible <laughs> to decide but then active players right now you know of the spurs players it would probably be harry kane like yeah dude, i just appreciate his journey from like it, it coincided with the time that i went out into dc so 2014 was the year when he first sort of burst onto the scene mm. and to be able to witness that whole progression that whole journey and his just intelligence on the pitch i just appreciate that so much mm-hmm. you know mm. i hear that quality player bro quality player Incredible problem player. is though problem is come like november november time i forget what exact date it is i'm not too sure he's doing much in the group stage man <laughs> i don't think he's doing much in particular it's that it's that team across the pond bro i'm not too sure if he's gonna do much with them <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead let's talk a little world cup then real quick yeah, let's sure. uh who's uh who's winning group b who's in group b you know england iran us is a, is a fourth and, team and wales wales got in wales i mean england aren't looking great at the moment from the last games they've played recently but i'm obviously gonna i'm gonna back the boys okay push them to shove i can see england top in that group i can see um that's gonna be close to the us and, and wales yeah, uh, no, I'm saying, bro, I didn't want the Wales to make it out the little play on, playing game or whatever it was. Yeah. That's a dangerous team. Man, because Gareth Bale just turns it on for Wales, I honestly. I know. That's like the only time you see him actually care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's at LAFC right now. And I don't That's know true. Saying, but... That's true. That's true, right. man. But I feel like that's too easy for him out there. But with, yeah. I feel like there's a different pride when you play for your, your country right. like that, bro. Yeah, that's It's a little different. Um, yeah. well, I'm go back ahead. In, I'm back in England. Yeah, England winning Group B. I'm backing them. Yeah. And then who's coming out second then? I might be unpopular in saying it. I think Wales will come through. Ooh, don't say that, bro. I will cry for like a week if that <laughs> shit happens. 
I don't know enough about the US men's team to be fair. I don't know enough. Of the, I know a few of the players. Like obviously, you've got Weston McKinney and mm-hmm. Pulisic and Josie Alta's all still play. Freddie oh Andrew. my God, bro. <laughs> that, see, that's that shit that we still got to deal with, bro. <laughs> Freddie Adu, he's still. Oh my God. We got, uh, <laughs> we got um. We got two new two new young boys over at Leeds though right now, Aronson oh, and um, yeah. Adams. So yeah, Tyler Adams and what's it, is it Brandon or Brandon Aronson? Yeah, Brandon Aronson from yeah. from Leipzig and uh, and uh, Salzburg. Yeah, yeah, those, I mean, they so look those quite are... good to be fair. I've seen them play; they look quite good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's There's that's talent. champions. What you say? There's talent in your team for sure. I love to see. Yeah, it. It's... It all, I mean, it's up to the manager, but this man is still playing two MLS freaking center halves bro i don't i don't like that i don't like that who's playing walker zimmerman and like for t- for example today they played japan lost 2-0 not a good result and then yeah. they they started aaron long and walker zimmerman i have no idea who they are uh, what two about dudes Carter vickers is he not an option uh he got hurt he got hurt uh but he been he been balling though with, with celtic, celtic celtic whatever you want to call it bro celtic, <laughs> celtic yeah He's balling. He's a unit yeah. too, bro. That is a yeah. that's a big dude. Yeah, ex Spurs man, ex Spurs. Yeah, he come out the academy. Yeah, I think so. Well, they start, yeah, he's like got both English and American citizenship. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. And then lastly, give me uh, any hot takes or any opinions about the English squad. Who's going? Who's not going to Qatar? Exclusive starting. Fate. Yeah, man. Takes. I think the issue with England and with like uh, the England team right now is that you've got Gareth Southgate, who has this unwavering loyalty to certain players, i.e. Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, Jordan Pickford, players who have done really well for England in the past, not obviously very good players, but probably if we're going based on form and confidence, shouldn't be in the team, probably not even in the squad. Um, so I'm hopeful that players like Maguire, if, they, if, if if Maguire's like still not starting for Manchester United and <clears> played like five games by the time November comes around, he shouldn't be in the squad. Definitely shouldn't yeah. be in the starting lineup. I don't care yeah. what you've done in the past. Right now is what matters. So, yeah, I'm hopeful that Southgate can just pick a team based on form um, and, and confidence as well. I think players like Jude Bellingham and... Um, Phil Foden should definitely be involved. I also feel like Marcus Rashford could be a could be a, a sort of late shout. Could be a player who may get a little bit more, might get a, you know a recall at some point. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. missed out on this the recent squad due to injury, but I think mm-hmm. he continues the sort of strong start to the season that he's had. Then he could be in the chance. But yeah, ultimately, it's all, it's all just down to. Harry Kane, really. If Harry Kane turns up, then we'll be all right. And the rest doesn't matter as long as Harry Kane doing his yeah. thing, huh? He'll <laughs> bag like seven penalties and we'll be all right. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get to the um, Instagram questions really quick. Sure. Um, we, again, every time I announce a, a guest, I'll go ahead and put like the little questions tab on my story. Um, and that's y'all's opportunity to ask whatever it could be about you know the game life whatever it may be but ask don't be shy like it's the, don't be hesitating to to ask like they're all humans at the end of the day we all want to yeah everyone see this is like the, the fourth person man every single person is saying that everyone's saying listen man i'm open like 
I want to help. Like, if you want to ask questions about this, like, if you're too scared to ask, you know, Christian straightforward, ask me and I'll ask through, you can ask through me. I'll go ahead and ask Christian. So go, go ahead and always. Just don't be like, what's the meaning of life? Because I don't have the answers <laughs> to the question. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Come on, man. We I'll talk about we, it. But... <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So let's go ahead. First question. Would you rather have a game-winning goal or game-saving goal line clearance? Game-winning goal all day. Not even close? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a simple, nah, no, yeah, game-winning goal. That feeling when you see the ball hit the back of the net, I'm, I'm paralleled. So good. Have you ever had one? Um, like last-minute winner? I must have. I must, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had. Yeah, I had two last season, actually. Yeah. Really? Two last minute winners last season. One against my old team, Tunbridge Wells, literally at the 95th minute and then got bundled. And I genuinely thought I'd taken my last breath. I got bundled by everybody. And I thought, that was hey, it. If, you have a, if you have a video of that, send it to me and I'm going to go ahead and put it, put it on here. I'll try, and, I'll try and find that. It's definitely somewhere. Okay, okay yeah. cool. Um, all right, most hated Prem team? Um... I don't even know if I hate, uh, it's easy for me to say Arsenal because I'm a Spurs fan, but in actuality, like I watch Arsenal, I think they're a really good team. They play really good football. I like Arteta, mm -hmm. I like some of the players they've got. Um, it would have to be a team that I actually just don't enjoy watching. Um, so maybe in the past it would have been like Burnley. Right Trash. now, maybe it's like uh, Aston Villa. I watched them the other night and I didn't enjoy watching them at all. Okay. All right. So it's not even a hatred. It's no, more yeah, just so that. if you don't enjoy their play. Yeah, right now I don't. I think with Aston Villa, with the, with the you know the players they have underperforming. If we're going like as a whole True. club, a club that I don't like what they represent, maybe Chelsea. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you did that shit on purpose, man. <laughs> I'm worried, bro. I'm worried with this. With with. The American owner now yeah. and 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 Tuchel being sacked that fast. I don't know, bro. But I really like Graham Potter. So like it's same. I've been hot, bro. When I saw that Graham Potter is, is a, a potential replacement, I was high, bro. Cause look what he was doing with Brighton. Yeah. All the players coming out of there, Kukurea, Bisuma. I mean, mm. Trasard is now uh I might be fucking up his last name, but he's yeah. uh, a national team player in Belgium. Yeah, I mean, they got a squad, bro. Lamptey's over there, and now he he's I think he's rocking with Ghana now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's now a national team player. So he's look what he does, man. Um, all right, last question: What are some of the major differences of youth club football level in the UK versus America? Now I know you don't know because you didn't experience the US youth level, but you played alongside players who did. Hmm. Can you see any differences? I guess it is like maturity of the game, IQ, technique. Hmm. Is it easy to, to spot? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, he came from England. Besides the accent, just like solely off that, oh, solely off, off off techie. Besides the accent and the crooked teeth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think when I first went out to the US, one thing I immediately became aware of is like the fitness levels the like the absolute athleticism of so many of the guys in the u.s was absurd um 
that was wow. one thing that really stood out to me straight off the bat. I don't think in the UK we do a good enough job of working on the physical side of, of the game. Um, just like stuff in the gym and fitness, like the the you the English football is inherently physical, but I do just think the level of fitness is at another level in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was probably the main difference I noticed. I do think, um, I think from a technical perspective, the players are definitely getting a lot better in the US okay. for sure. Definitely, it's you know we see now with more and more American players playing abroad, playing in in Europe. Yeah, yeah, that speaks to that exactly. But um, and and there were you know it was a real mixed bag. There were on our team like some some players who had a really really strong technical ability, and some players who were probably pretty much just athletes, and that was it. Were yeah, yeah. too strong when it came to the technical side of the game. Yeah, um, so. I'd say, yeah, in a nutshell, the US, more physical as like a baseline, higher mm. level of physicality, but probably not quite as, as strong on the technical and, the, and on the sort of psychological side of things when it comes to awareness on the pitch and just game IQ, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. All right, actually, and I'm going to ask one more question because this one just came yeah. to my head and I want to ask this one. Mm. The, who's the best player you've played with and who's the best player you've played against? Hmm. Best player I have played with. I played with some pretty good players, to be fair. When I was growing up, I played with a guy. Um, when I was playing for Kent, it's just for like one season, I think. Um, his name is like Ben Thompson, and he plays for Millwall now. And I was probably like fifteen or sixteen, so he's playing in the other Championship or League One with Millwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when I was playing, just like fifteen or sixteen, you could see just how good he was. He was just an incredible player, centre midfielder technique just so so good um so maybe him and then potentially also um at my team Chatham now <clears throat> our captain his name is jack evans and i tell you every week pretty much gets a free kick 25 yards out puts in the top bins pretty much every single week it's Damn. absurd he's a hey, he must player. be he must be cousins with james ward prowse then huh honestly he's like <laughs> yeah the james ward prowse of the isthmian south like it's crazy right. Um, right, right. So one of those two uh and best player i've played against yeah um i'm not sure to be fair random one played against and he wasn't actually that good but i played against you do you remember george elakobi who played for wolves no he's a i think oh. Ghanaian international footballer played for wolves when they were in the premier league a few uh good like 10 years ago now and he plays for Maidstone, a team who we played in the preseason friendly not too um, long. If we're going off base of like the level that he's played at, he's played Premier yeah. League football. But yeah. I can't say I was like, oh wow, this this guy's this guy's incredible. Um, right, right, right. Maybe though, maybe though, like a couple of preseasons ago, we played against Charlton under 18s or 23s mm-hmm. or something, and they had a young kid who actually got signed by Chelsea. I can't remember his name now. Mason something. Uh, might be wrong in saying that. There's no point in me even bringing him up. If I don't, if I don't know. But he was. <laughs> I don't good. even know that. How old is he? He, he young? He's only like 18 or 19. Let me have a little uh, Charleston striker, Chelsea. Um, Mason Burstow. Damn, there you go. Chelsea signed 18 year old Charlton striker Mason Burstow. Um, wow. Yeah, he was damn good. He was only only young, but he absolutely tore me apart pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing him a, a favor there, but no, nah, he's a great right. player. So. Right, right, right. 
Oh dang, Chris! Listen, man, I, I, we could we could keep speaking about a lot of things, a lot of different tangents. But you know, we gotta wrap this up. I know you got things to do over over in the UK, man. Um, I'm sorry, you know, I took time away from your your high tea at noon. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> literally, what? Only four days after the Queen's funeral, as well. Mm-hmm. You got to really um, you got some a lot to learn about. <laughs> Hey, bro, listen, God save the queen, man, for real. (laughs) But hey, again, thank you, bro. I I really do appreciate your time. I appreciate, you know, all the stories you shared on here, you know, free game you you, you were saying, whatever, everything you you, you were saying in this. I appreciate it. On behalf of people that listen, I'm going to thank you, too. Um, We all wish you the best in your recovery, speedy recovery. Get back to the pitch. Do your thing, man. I need some more goals. I need to start talking a little more shit, man. Be a little more confident, man. A little more yeah. cocky over there. <laughs> I appreciate you. I thank you for um yeah for taking the time as well, man. And it's like I said, it's a it's a privilege to to speak for yourself and to, <laughs> to share, be able to share my a bit of my story. And hopefully, hopefully, there's something that someone can take from from today and and yeah, bro, to help them and progress themselves both athletically or in any aspect of their life you know yeah yeah, yeah of course bro 